Yeah, there's actually two, uh, when it comes to forgive, there's like two Greek words. Mm -hmm. And one means to give a gift Uh and one means to relieve a debt. Uh, So depending on what's what's been done, like you're either giving somebody a gift Mm -hmm. or you're relieving it, taking a debt away. Yeah. uh, Because that's what true forgiveness means. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting down with the professor once again, Justin Martz, and we are answering questions that came in via social media. I believe these are all on Instagram. And Justin, the first question is actually a social media theological question. Do you know those exist? Sure. Yeah. Here, here, here it Brand comes. New. How do we use social media to talk about God? And is that even truly possible? Wow. So this new platform yeah. in the history of mankind that has not existed for all all of time until just recently. And now people are going, okay, what do we do with this thing? This monster called social media. And, and can we actually, is it even possible to share God via social media? What are your thoughts? Uh, yes. Good answer. All right. Next question. Next question. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I think when it comes to anything, uh, social media is a, a tool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that we can use to 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 share the gospel. Uh, and whatever we and whatever we do, um, we can love God through it. Mm-hmm. And so we choose how to use that tool uh, to influence and and help others. Mm-hmm. So we can either use it to post things that are divisive or, or controversial because we love the discussion or we can react to things or mm-hmm. make comments that are harsh or, or difficult or whatever, or we can choose to say, um, how can I love people through this, mm-hmm. through this thing? Right. So the, the thing itself isn't bad or evil, sure. right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the way that's it's used. And so I know for me personally, sometimes if a Bible verse or um, like I get the verse of the day on, on my app, um, or a quote or something speaks to me, I'll, I'll post that, right? And just mm-hmm. to be inspirational to others um, and or or highlight my family um, or be positive with people um, or, you know, message people one off to like reconnect or mm-hmm. just to, you know, to let people know you're praying for them and thinking about them. I think there's definitely an avenue to, to use it positively. Yeah, that's great. I, I think too, just, you, you said this about, you know, saying positive things about people, encouraging people. There's, there's opportunities to love people through social media. And I think when we choose to utilize that platform form to love people in whatever way, whether that's encouragement, uplifting, uh, we are sharing the gospel. Now, I, I wouldn't shy away from the fact of, you know, Jesus changed your life. And if that's your your story and that's your faith journey, you don't need to hide that. Um, I also think that, you know, one of the best ways to show that is by how we love each other, even on Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media platform you're on. I, I've noticed there's this trend lately, and it's true of church people, non-church people. We love to rant. Yes. On social media. We love to just, you know, have this long speech to nobody and anybody and everybody, right? That just kind of goes out into the world and hopefully somebody will like or share or whatever, react to it. And there was this time in history before social media where people used to go to street corners and this still happens. I see this from time to time and they stand up on a soapbox and they just shout out to the world. Yeah. And, And people did that going, no, this is how I'm going to share Jesus with the world. Well, it, it's proven to be really ineffective. I Rarely, uh, if ever, will you find somebody who went, you know what? 
I was far from God. I was running. I wanted nothing to do with him. And somebody stood up, a complete stranger on a soapbox and yelled at me about my sin. And I went, you know what, Jesus, it's time I gave you a shot. And here's my life. You don't hear yeah. that story. Uh, yet we do that on social media. And and we rant, we, we, you know, rage out against people and we're like wondering, okay, is that effective? Maybe I changed some lives. No, you didn't. It is the modern day soapbox of standing up and just shouting at people. Uh, use social media to love people, to encourage, to to be a light in a world full of darkness, to point people to truth, but do it in a way that's gracious and and that draws people in. That's what Jesus did. That's right. Yeah. If if you can be that light for others uh, and draw people because of your love, because you're asking good questions, like to understand, not mm-hmm. to... Not to, not for ammo, right? Mm-hmm. But to say, I really just want to understand your your perspective or point of view. Um, I want to encourage you. I want to, you to know that I, I you know, I, I'm here for you. Um, or, you know, I, um, I've seen a lot lately, like people posting, like um, I'm no longer a Christian or, or whatever. Just just to say to people like that, you know, when you're ready to talk, I'm here um, or listen. Not to condemn, but just mm-hmm. to say. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story. I think that speaks to people. And I think that's what Jesus would do, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So it sounds like it is possible. Back, to your, possible. back to your original answer. Yes. yes. Number two, how do you know if people you have in your life are leading you more towards Christ? <laughs> All right. So you're, you're trying to evaluate, okay, this influence in my life, is, is this a good influence or a bad influence? How do you differentiate between the two? Oh, man. Um, there's definitely some subjective things there, right? For individuals, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't necessarily know where somebody is, you know, um, and and how far they've grown or who their friends are. But I know uh, on that one series you guys did, uh, Chad had that continuum on mm-hmm. there. Yep. You know, from the atheist faith continuum. to like Jesus yep. Jr., the faith continuum. And so I think if, if you want to be real to say to yourself, you know, where would I put myself on a scale of like one to 10 or something to keep it Mm -hmm. simple and say, you know, am I a two or three? Um, Where was I a a year, two years, three years ago? And if you think you're a 10, you're probably like a two. Yeah. 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 Just just ask us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me on social media. (laughs) Uh, But the, that whole idea is like to self-reflect. Am I growing in my faith? Like I can't answer that for someone. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, there are objective behaviors, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you can know if people around you are doing behaviors that are, you know, bad or, or leading you to sin, um, or just like, you know, you got to create some boundaries for, um, so those, those are there and, but only you can know who those people are or, or how to like deal with those. You want to embrace for your closest friends, those who are going to nurture your faith, right? Mm-hmm. And challenge your faith and help you grow closer to Christ, encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think taking a moment to say, where where am I now? Um, where was I, you know, before? Mm-hmm. Do I, am I being intentional at all about like growing? It sounds like you want to, they want to, whoever asked the question wants to grow. Um, and then just kind of thinking, who should be my closest friends that can help me do that, that are doing it already. Um, and who's, you know, who, when I'm around, you know, whoever, like, it's not, let's say it's not growth, right? It might be yeah. a step back. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. To evaluate and to go as objective as you can. 
use the word encourage. I, I love that. It just means to put courage into you. Are they putting courage into you to follow Jesus? Are they putting courage in, into you to chase after anything else? Is it, no, you should go do this, you know, and it's that yeah. that voice. And what kind of questions are they asking you? I, I like to think of my my relationships and friendships and all that and go, okay, if I hit fast forward on this in my mind, remember that movie? I know you're a movie guy where he has like the remote control and he can do like fast forward and rewind and pause and all yeah, that. Yeah, so Adam Sandler. Adam yeah, Sandler. that's such a dumb <laughs> yeah. movie that I'm quoting. I'm so sorry that that came to mind. But Justin, I know you're a movie guy. Anyhow, <laughs> all right. to, to pause in your mind for a second and go, okay, if I hit fast forward on this relationship, where do I see this going 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? If this relationship continued at the rate that it's, that it's at right now, Am I closer to Jesus after 10 years or am I further from Jesus? Or is it totally neutral? Right. And and I think if we're honest with ourselves, it's pretty revealing. If you just kind of hit fast forward and go, it's hard to see in the the day-to-day, week-to-week. But over the course of a decade, where's this relationship going? You could tell if it's actually pushing you towards Jesus or away from Jesus. Yeah. If you're willing to be honest. Yeah. And that does take some reflection and some action. Because if if you say, okay, here's here's my family, here are my friends, um, and who is contributing the most to me being more like Christ mm-hmm. than it is, um, how do I, how do I embrace or be closer to, to these people? And then maybe I need to back off or have some boundaries at least, mm-hmm. not necessarily like cancel relationships with people who aren't Christians or, or maybe those influences, but how do I, how do I control that a little better or be a positive influence in that person's mm-hmm. life in, instead? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And if you know somebody too, like say specifically you're wanting to grow in, say you're married, you want to grow in your marriage. Find somebody who, if you're a guy that you're, you know, like, okay, he really loves his wife well. Like he, he cares for her, like spend time with yeah. that person. Uh, if you're a woman and you're asking the same question, who, who's a woman who loves her husband well and spend time with her and, and let that influence because you become like the people you hang out with. And so if there's somebody who you're like, man, that's a great parent. Like I want to learn from them, spend time with them. I mean, find people that are ahead of you and are where you want to be when it comes to following Jesus, whether that's in work, whether that's in friendship, whether that's in whatever it is and go, I want to spend time with them and, and intentionally choose your influences. Yeah, that's great. All, All right. right. You ready for me to ask you one? Bring it on. Okay. This is uh, number three. Can you elaborate more on the pray on the pray about a decision topic? So how like, I need to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Something's happening in my life, uh, and I need to pray about it. Kind of walk us through what you would do yeah, there. Yeah. How do you make How do you make tough decisions in life? Okay. So my my simple, easy answer, without knowing all the context of the question, is do a lot of listening. Listening to God. Listening to wise others. If you're like, no, 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 how do you hear from God? Uh, You listen to God and you listen to wise others because God uses wise others and people that have walked with him, people that are further ahead than you are uh, to speak to us often. It's not just there's, you know, this audible voice. I've, I've not heard like... God's audible voice in my ears. Now, God's spoken to me many ways over the years. And a lot of times it's through wise others. It's through spending time in his word, or it's just that that quiet whisper in the heart and the soul when you spend time praying, listening. Um, and, and so I would say, yeah, there, there are some steps that you can take. Uh, set aside significant time to pray about it. Yeah. Um, to truly listen, not just to talk to God, but to also go, okay, God, is there anything I'm not seeing? Help me to think of this from a different angle, ask me the tough questions, help me be honest. And then I would seek wise counsel on it. Is there anything in scripture that God has already spoken on this topic? Um, And then here's, here's the tough thing for a lot of us. Then at the end of all of that, you make a decision Yeah, and you go. And for a lot of us, we're like, well, I haven't heard from God yet. I'm still waiting on it. Okay. Is it, is it sinful? No. Okay. 
Is it is is it an obvious like this is right, this is wrong? If it's not, there's a lot of things that are in that area of just do something. Yeah. And don't just be paralyzed by, you know, the paralysis of analysis where we don't do anything because we're just so afraid. I, I read this book and it was about this exact topic and the reality of all the different choices that we make. And to decide, the word for decide uh, comes from a root word that means to cut off. Mm. To, to decide mm-hmm. means I'm saying yes to this one thing, which means I'm saying no to the myriad of other options yeah. and, and possibilities. And so we get stuck sometimes afraid to decide when God's going just decide. Yeah. I'm with you. It's not sin. It's not wrong. Uh, I'll be with you if you go down this road or you go down that road. And uh, and so I think, again, I would say if you're, if you're needing to make a decision, you pray, you seek wise counsel. Okay, does God's word have anything? You also ask yourself the real questions. What do I want to do? God's put desires in your heart and given you a mind and a, and a brain to think through, okay, what is it that God has prepared and wired me? And what is it that, that maybe I should be walking in? And then if at the end of the day, you're like, well, it's kind of neutral on all of those things. And I kind of, people are like, yeah, yeah. then just make a choice and go with it and, and trust do? God. Yeah. yeah. There's a great book called Decision Making in the Will of God, Okay, um, which is which is this topic. And pretty much the the idea is love God mm-hmm. and, and then do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> right. But in that premise of loving God, right? Yeah. So in the context forget, of loving God. You're, you're quoting somebody. I can't remember who it was, but they basically <laughs> said, yeah, love God and do whatever you please. I think is yeah. the exact quote of if you... If you put everything under that umbrella, then whatever you please under the umbrella of loving God is the right thing to do. And I like that you said like the whole paralysis analysis thing, um, because they say the more choices you have for something like to buy something, the the more buyer's remorse you have when you choose the one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens a lot because you're you're right, especially in today's world, especially in America, where we're at, Mm -hmm. we have so many things we can decide on that then we're left with, what if I would have chosen the other thing? Mm -hmm. So I think it does come down to even what you were saying, once you decide there has to be some trust in, in who God is, Mm -hmm. his, his sovereignty, his, his omniscience, like he knows the future. And part of reading through the Bible should help you know that God is over time and space. And he has, you know, he's working in the world. He's working in the lives of people you haven't met yet that are going to help you and your walk and stuff later on. And, and it's awesome. And if we can really rest in that, then we can make those decisions and say, okay, I'm going to trust that I've, I've done my part. And I think you are going to take care of, take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. All right. I got another one here. This, uh, this one is how do I repair broken relationships such as marriage, et cetera. So the question is, how do I repair broken relationships? What do you got, Justin? Man. Okay. That's a, that, that's a heavy one, yeah. right? Because that, that's coming from the heart. Yep. Um, I think here's my, here's my personal, I'm going to give you my real personal stories here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, uh, I'm divorced. Um, there was, you know, I made lots of mistakes in my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there was a time where my relationship with, with my daughter, uh, who's now 18, 17, she'll be 18 soon, very proud of her, uh, and, and my ex-wife was super rough, right? Super bad. And me and my current wife working through all these things. And you know, I'd see my daughter you know, every week, mm-hmm. and um, I would try my best to get her to like me more, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
whatever the whatever argument I had to give her, whatever way I had to help you know think rationally or like let's talk through this or force the time. I remember one time even um, we were going to spend the day on a boat and she did, didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was like, no, you will go. Who doesn't right? want to be on a boat? She didn't want to go, and she. Um, she she didn't change like she wore her jeans <laughs> and it's shit because she was like I'm, I'm I'll go but I'm not like gonna swim or whatever um, and now looking back at it I'm like man that would a would have bad dad move there but <laughs> but we can laugh about it now mm-hmm. uh, so I, I had to get to a point in my in my personal life where I said you know what I'm gonna do uh, with my daughter I'm gonna I'm gonna love her the best I can mm-hmm. um, and just pray uh, pray a lot yeah and and so that's what I did I I prayed constantly. And then showed her love. And then like out of the blue, um, a little bit later, she like apologized to me for like this rough treatment, which was like years. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't just like a week or two. This Mm -hmm. is like a long cycle. Um, And I think the letting go of me thinking I have to, like I can change a person Mm -hmm. to I can really love them. I can change myself. And I can love them and I can pray and let God work. Um, I think that's probably the best advice I can give someone. Yeah. Because now my relationship with my daughter is, is great. Um, her relationship with, with my wife is, is better than it's ever been. And then our relationship with even my ex-wife is, is good too. So it's, um, it's really been a, like a blessing to, to see that. But it's not easy to do because we we want to try to control. We want to kind of try to change others. Uh, and again, going back to that last answer, we want to try to control the future, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you know, and think, man, if I can just, this would be so good if this happens or this happens. And and we we have to have some trust there. Yeah, that's that's really good. the 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 challenge with relationships is there's in any relationship there's at least two people, uh, and you have very little control, if any, over other people. We have this illusion of control. I can control this. I can control that. Um, you can control to a degree yourself. <laughs> and and uh, and a lot of times when it comes to, how do I fix a broken relationship? Uh, you do all that you can do. And and that that's as much as you can do. You can't control the other person's reaction. You can't control how they're going to respond. You can't control if your daughter's going to be like, hey, I love going on trips on the boat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't do that. Paul, Paul writes this. He says, live at peace with everyone as far as it depends on you. One of my like favorite comma rest of the sentence uh, passages, because if it was, if, if his writing just said, live at peace with everyone, I'd be like, well, gosh, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. But then he, he, he adds the, as far as it depends on you, meaning um, you can't control how somebody's going to respond to you. Uh, if, if you want to fix a broken relationship, the, the real practical advice I could give you um, and, and that I would give myself in the same situation is, okay, enter it humbly. Don't look at what's wrong with the other person. What do they need to do? Go, okay, what, how, how have I contributed to the problem? What have I done? Because it, it takes Two people to have a healthy relationship takes two people to have an unhealthy relationship yeah. to some degree or another. And so to go, okay, what have I done and and what can I learn? What can I change? How can I best serve this person? How can I best love this person? And and you do that. And, and to your point of your story, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to, but sometimes you do the right thing for a long time and that person comes around and they start to realize, oh man, I've kind of been a jerk here. And, yeah. uh, and again... You can't change the past. You can acknowledge it. You can you can ask forgiveness. If you've broken a relationship because of decisions you've made, things that you've done that you haven't done that you should have done, um, 
it's okay to go to that person and say, hey, I'm sorry. I, I messed up. That This was wrong of me. Um, I shouldn't have done that. You own it. You apologize. And then here's the other side of it. You ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, will, will you forgive me? Yeah. And that's a, actually a principle that Jesus is clear about. Mm-hmm. He talks about when you go to, you know, to make a sacrifice and there's somebody you offended, like mm-hmm. go, go and make it right or go and forgive somebody, like mend that relationship before you go. Like that, there's a priority there. Mm-hmm. Like again, um, people and relationships first mm-hmm. um, over projects and, you know, priorities that you might have. And uh, so so that speaks to a lot too. Yeah. And if, and if you're on the flip side of it and, and there's somebody and you're going, hey, I want to restore this broken relationship, but they've done something that's offended you, at some point, you're going to have to acknowledge you can't change that past. You can't relive it. Uh, at some point, you're going to have to go to that person and go, you know what? Yeah, this hurt. And, and this is how that made me feel and why it made me feel that way. And I'm choosing to forgive you. I'm, I'm clearing the slate, not because of what they've done, but because of what God's done for you. He's modeled it for you. And, and to go, okay, I'm not going to keep holding the past against you. And, and we're going to start over rebuilding trust uh, from this moment moving forward. And again, that that's what you can do to help restore a broken relationship. At the end of the day, it takes two. Yeah. And, and so you you do what you can do and you you trust God with the rest. Yeah, there's actually two, uh, gr- when it comes to forgive, there's like two Greek words. Mm-hmm. And one means to give a gift uh-huh. and one means to relieve a debt. Uh, so depending on what's what's been done, like you're either giving somebody a gift mm-hmm. or you're relieving it, taking a debt away yeah. uh, because that's what true forgiveness means. But but to your point also, um, there are some relationships that may not be restored, mm-hmm. right? And and that takes like, you know, you have to have a lot of trust and faith in God and his sovereignty there. And, and sometimes maybe it's unhealthy and so it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like in my own personal experience, working on myself and changing myself um, was the best thing I could have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's served me well to this point. Um, and I'm a different person now than I than I used to be. Uh, and that's and that's great. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Awesome. Well, great questions, everyone. Thanks for sending those in on social media. If you're not following us on whatever platforms, this is that part of the podcast where I give you that plug to yeah follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And as these questions continue to, to come out, answer them. We, you know, tell us what, what you're wanting us to talk about here. We, we'd love to do our best to, to point you to scripture and, and talk about what our experience has been with uh, these real, very personal, very real life questions. So thank you for uh, putting these out there. And uh, thanks, for Justin, for joining us on the podcast. And we'll yeah. see you guys next time. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.